Blog Talk Radio. Creation Orange Aloe Hour. 
No way, man. Yup. There's no way you can make that jump. Watch me. No. It must be like a 60-inch... <laughs> Oh, Megawatt! What just happened? Gary, read the captain's bottles are available while supplies last. Megawatt happened! What up, y'all? We are back in full effect. This is your boy Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. I'm I'm so glad to be home. I cannot tell y'all, man. I I, can't, I um I was last week. I was at the Arlington Improv in Texas. Spent some time with my sister, my younger brother out there. Uh, shouts out to uh, Charlie Coleman and, and Sherelle Evans. And I came home. I was at home maybe 12 hours. Jumped on the plane, went to Detroit. Detroit was cold as all get out, and and went from Detroit to Memphis. So man, I just missed my bed. I'm just glad to be home. Uh, my daughter Roxy, I gotta shout her out before. It, it, it's just a, a appropriate to be doing a show about powerful women because my little baby is a powerful little woman. She's uh, five years old yesterday. And um, we're we're super happy. She's a little under the weather. I guess a little bug going around here in Atlanta, but um, she's happy. She's got her toys and she had her cake and all that great stuff. And soon as she gets well, we're going to the movies. That's the type of dad I am. And <laughs> enough of my my banter. Let's bring my girl on the line, man. Talented, um, all around super talented human being. Uh, she's a radio personality, she's a director, she's a writer, she's a producer, she does it all. Welcome to the show, Princess Monique. Hey, Rodney! <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I, I am I am wonderful, man. You know what, you know, talking to you about this is dope to me. One, because I remember we sat down, we had a meeting, we sat at Hooters, and, yep, yep. and, and talked Hooters. about... I know, and talked about what was coming down the pipe, man, and and, and I remember you saying, I, I really want to, I want to, you know, I'm doing radio now, but Rodney, I really want to produce and direct films, and mm-hmm. you're doing that, like, what's, how did you get this particular project, um, and, well, well, first of all, let, tell us about the project, and then tell well, us how it's about. Let me say this, yeah, I will, um, the name of the movie is called Seasons of Love, and it's um, executive produced by Taraji P. Henson. She's also in it. We got Gladys Knight. We got Method Man, Latoya Luckett stars, and also a first-time newcomer, uh, Cleo Anthony. And I have had this movie, believe it or not, Rodney, over 10 years. And it so was you literally... Wrote, you wrote this. No, I actually didn't write it. Some very talented African-American females, uh, Sharon Brathwaite and Perez Owino, who are like best friends of mine, they actually wrote the actual screenplay. But um, they wrote a short film called The Call that I also directed um, years ago that won 13 awards. So when I went to, you know, want to have a uh, feature made, they were such talented writers. I'm like, if you guys collaborate and write a feature, I promise you I'll get it made. Who knew it was going to take 10 years, but I got it made. (laughs) Yeah, I mean – Sometimes things take time, and, and but you, but you stuck to it, and you got it, you got it done. Now, um, I know in this business, when you're dealing with friends that that are talented, and everybody says that they're gonna do something, and we get a chance, you're gonna be our girl. Um, were, was there ever, was there ever an idea that you wouldn't get to direct this this project in lieu of somebody maybe with a bigger name? You know, that's so funny that, you, I mean, I was the one actually pitching the project, um, so I'm also a producer on it as well, 
but um, they knew that they would not sign over, they wouldn't do an option, they wouldn't do the rights unless I was directing. It's kind of like our, our friendship pact. And you know, because they were first time writers as well. So for me to be out there for over ten years pitching your 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 script and getting done, um, the loyalty was there between us. That was like a no brainer. There was never a question that I wouldn't direct it. Man, that that's so awesome. And I, I know it's probably like it was a no brainer to y'all. But I know for a fact people say that stuff all the time and it never happens. <laughs> or, the, you know, they get they get offered, you know, the, the offer they can't refuse, you know, by the, by the Illuminati or something. And they, and they, well, you know, refuse. what you were talking about earlier in your show about powerful women and, you know, we are three very powerful women in the sense of who we are. We are very self-confident. We are God-fearing. And we are loyal, and we are for real women. And so when we give our word, we give our word, and that's what it is. So I had that trust in them, and they had that trust in me. So I got lucky by picking good friends and that, that are loyal to me, and I'm loyal to I, them. I completely love it. Um, native of Cleveland, Ohio, how does the little girl from Cleveland <laughs> – because I love that you talked about your little five-year-old baby, um, baby girl. Um, when I was younger, like my mother, I lived in the project. We all got the project story, but I lived in the hood, and my mother was really big on not um, allowing so me to So wait a minute. Hold on, Princess Monique. Stop right what? there. You telling me you're okay. not from Shaker Heights? No, sir. I'm from <laughs> Euclid. East. <laughs> I mean, like, for real, for real, Cleveland. Now, if you go to this part of Cleveland now, you'd be like, oh, it's so nice now. But gentrification, right. you know, right. took over. But, um, like I said, you know, my mother was really big at keeping the kids, like, doing something productive. So we would have these talent shows in our in our building. So all month long you would be, you know, actually putting together your routine for the talent show. And I was Miss Bossy. I want, if you could, if you didn't have your outfit, you didn't have your dance routine together, you could not be in the talent show. And I was doing uh, this as a little girl. So watch what your kids do naturally when they're really, really young. I had no idea that was directing but I had been doing it all my life. I never not knew myself to be a director. Um, so it kind of, you know, just fit. Luckily for me, I found it as a career as well, but I've always been kind of bossy, so <laughs> it works for me. <laughs> I'm bossy I, in a good way, though. I completely love it. Um, this this um, this project, Seasons of Love, which I love the name, uh, is that the original name? Is that what it always was? No, <laughs> it used to be the untitled story of love, life, and lessons is the original name of it because when Sharon wrote it, when she's the original screenplay writer, Sharon Brathway, when she wrote it, she was just like, it's about love, life, and lessons that you learn along the way. And so she just kind of put that on there as it, and just it's, it's untitled story until we figure out something else. But when I was in film school at, like, Los Angeles City College, which they just told me they're going to put my poster on the alumni wall in the school, which I'm so excited about. Because I remember being in film school looking like, one day I'm going to have a poster up there with my name on it. So that's exciting for me. 
Um, but when she actually, you know, came up with the, the script, she just was like, I don't know. But I went through that whole breaking down the script and doing everything I needed to do for my, you know, my last paper for uh, film school. It just came to me. This is like this is a seasonal thing. And like in, throughout the movie, we talk about how people come into your life for a reason or a season. And it just fit. You know, and each person, we have four different couples going through winter, spring, summer, fall of their love. So, you know, it, it was it was just perfect title for us. Man, I, I I love the title, and and you know, I mean, if you if you've lived any life, you know, you go through these different seasons. So, um, mm-hmm. I think it's so it's so apropos. Seasons of love. I mean, you, you've been connected to this this story and this script for over for a decade. Mm-hmm. What's it like? day one to walk on the set and know it's about to happen did you did you and your partners did you and your you know the two writers and you did y'all sit down and go omg this is it well we shot the film in new york so the writers are from la they actually came out um the last week they they wanted to be there for the martini shot the the last day um but when i when i went on set the first day was kind of like you know, I, I just, I felt so comfortable, Rodney. It's crazy. It's like, I felt like this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing at this moment. And that feeling, it's like, it's like a Philippians 4, 7. I hate to quote the Bible on you, but it's like the, get, the get power of peace. The power of peace that surpasses all understanding. Like, you can't even wow. understand the calm, the peace that was in my spirit and my energy. I, I didn't know if I would be over the top excited, but I was just so relaxed and people were panicking about this and the money and this you know and I was just so like don't worry about it this God is God is all in this so I'm not gonna worry so I actually it wasn't I was I was so excited about saying my first action I was I was very excited about that but I almost choked up because when they put the slate in front of this the, the camera for you to actually do your first take when it said directed by Princess Monique or director wow. Princess Monique I was like oh Oh my God! Oh yeah, action! <laughs> oh, go, go, do it! Do it, do it. <laughs> wow. So it, but it, it was, it was great. There was, a, it was a lot of, lot of stress, a lot of pressure. But like I said, in my heart of hearts, I knew God was with me, and I knew God was in it. Because how many African American female directors get an opportunity for their very first feature film? Have Method Man and Gladys Knight and Taraji P Henson, hello, executive producer, what? and what? on the. Well, shut up! Come on, <laughs> come on! Like, how does that happen? That ain't nothing but God. So that's why I was like, it's gonna all be good. It's gonna be good. <laughs> and I knew the movie was gonna be, would be good. I knew it would be good because I knew it was bigger than me, and I was just being used. You know, oh. it's so funny that writer is calling me right now. I have to hang up on her. Hilarious. <laughs> Tell her to call in. Tell, give it a number. I know, like three zero five six three eight three seven one eight. No, her. She, she's probably, uh, you know, at work right now. Uh, she's been. She works on. She's a producer on Unsung. So a lot of the episodes oh, wow. you see okay. uh, of Unsung, she produces. So um, it's so funny because even you know another thing that happened. We have of course these great actors and great producers, but mm-hmm. I got blessed to get two amazing. Uh, my music composer. Uh, Mario Grigio, he did like Precious. He is like this classically tra- wow. trained, you know, composer that only takes projects that he feels that you know in spirit. He don't care about money because he works on hundred million dollars. Right. I have to feel it, and he felt my project. And then I got Kwame. Kwame oh, the rapper. 
Thank you. 
Give us a call, 718-305-6383, if you want to tune in and listen. My guest, Miss Princess Monique, we're on live right now. I'm hollering at her. Y'all get on here, too. Yeah, <laughs> I just sent that out to my Instagram feed, and uh, I want to make sure people can hear what we're talking about, because we're about to take it to the next level. Uh, the Seasons of Love goes down November 23rd, Sunday. Um, tell me about the story, man, and um, and what drew you to it initially? Um, well, the story is, um, well, like I said, it was just I, different couples going through this, four different couples. You got the lead characters, um, uh, Amir and Kyla, which is par- played by Cleo Anthony and Latoya Luckett. Um, it's about them meeting for the first time. So, you know, when you first meet somebody, the jitters of the love and all that. Um, then you got Miss Knight and, um, Richard Portnow, who play, uh, the, the parents of Amir, um, and it's about pretty much, you know, the older love, you know, all the, they've been married 35 years, and how did it get to that point? And then they also have some tragedy that happens in their life, but you got to watch the movie to see what yeah. happens on that one. And then you got Method Man, and I, he's he's like, you know, he's a, a, a music mogul, and he's that guy who got his main girl, and then he got his, you know, other chicks. And so you kind of see, yeah, you see his story about how, you know, I, I'm not going to tell you everything that happens with them, too, but you kind of just see a different side of that person. Like, so what I loved about Method Man in that particular role is that the fact that he made that person not just a dog, you know, mm-hmm. but he made him human, and you can see why this person is this way. Um, but that was a different part of love. And then we have a, a newly married couple um, who – you know, the the different things you go through when you first get married with the financial wow. problems, just trying to stick it out, stick it together. And they're, all their stories are intertwined um, it, within, you know, because they're all friends. And it's, it's one of those things where the fact that I know you and you know other people that I know and other people, you know, know me that know you. Mm. And it's kind of like you get to see what's happening in Rodney's world, but then you can see what's happening in Prince's world, you know, even right. though that we, we're connected. So it's, it's, and it's also, it's a holiday it's, it's set around Christmas. It starts in Christmas and okay. ends in Christmas. So it still is a holiday feel good. It's really good to watch at Thanksgiving or at Christmas because it's something for the whole family. You know, your mama's going to watch it because Miss Knight is in it, Miss Gladys Knight. And I'm going to tell you something about the angel, Miss Gladys Knight. Is she, she, is she an angel? I, now, you know, I want oh to ask you about how how dope she is. Oh, my God. She is beyond dope. Like, I'm telling you, when she left, when she rapped, I cried. I didn't know I was going to cry. I'm like, I'm not a very emotional person, but she was the peace on my set. When I tell you, it was like times when I just thought, Ronnie, this is really, really hard. This is really, really stressful. There's things that I felt like, okay, if I, they, they give me one more obstacle. Because it's a lot of obstacles you go through when you're making a movie. Because yeah, you got a million, a million decisions during the course of a day, every day. Oh, yeah, and a million people got to report to you, and you got to manage everybody as well as manage the tone on, on set. But every time I would think, you know, I just can't take no more, I would look over at Ms. Knight or I'd go sit next to her, and she would put her hand on my, my, my uh, knee and just pat my knee, and she's like, you got this, you got this. And she wouldn't even know exactly what was happening, but she just, I mean, hello, I'll keep speaking to myself. Gladys Knight is on my set. It just ain't that bad. <laughs> Whatever you're going through right now, it ain't that bad. Talk to me about this, Princess Monique, because mm-hmm. um, you don't get to this position without some great people helping you along the way. Um, 
uh, I, I say to people about my journey personally is I, I, my pedigree is not to be denied. Whether it was working with Steve Harvey, said the entertainer, Monique, you have that type of background as a director. People like Bill Duke, Chip Fields, Heard, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite human beings on the on the planet. Dan <laughs> yeah, Grant, I know what. Pamela mm-hmm. Fryman, like speak to what you got from them as mentors and what you took onto this set with you. Oh my God! Because I can also add Steve Harvey to to that uh, as mm-hmm. well because he's from Cleveland. Been knowing him since yep. I was nine years yep. old. But I, I actually wow. re met him when I guest starred on the Steve Harvey show when I first moved uh, from Cleveland to LA, and he took me on like a niece and just. You know, Steve made me read books. <laughs> the magic of oh, thinking big is that Steve Harvey made me read that book, and I had to write down everything that I wanted out of life, and I had to have a hundred things. He's like, I don't take mentorship, you know, lightly. Uh, Bill Duke is everything that you think Bill Duke is from this big guy, but you know, he he comes off like people think he's mean. He's the biggest teddy bear in the world, but he's another one who I had to like you know, watch movies and do papers for. So it's not like wow. people, you know, used to say that, that that they're my mentor and I just had to just be cool with them or hang out on set with them. No, no, no. Most of them made me work really, really hard, and they would not take me on as a mentee unless I worked really, really hard. It wasn't just like hanging out with them. Um, but I, Bill has let me come on so many sets. I met Taraji uh, on Not Easily Broken that Bill directed, um, mm-hmm. But he's let me shadow him on every movie that I've um, that he's done since I uh, nice. have known him. Chip Fields is the one who told me I'm supposed to be a director. She's the one who, you know, I, the seeds were always there, but she's the one who point blank told me, you could be a great actress if you keep training, but I think you'll be a better director. And wow. my first film, The Call, had starred uh, Alexis Fields, her youngest daughter. So. Yes. You know, we all went to church together, but she was the one who really, she poured into me and she told me, she said, I see it. I know exactly what you're supposed to do. So she let me shadow her on Girlfriends and uh, the Parkers and one-on-one. Pamela Fryman uh, from How I Met Your Mother is, like, the dopest. (laughs) She is. Really? Like, she sits you down on set with her script and she breaks it down. She makes you do your homework. Like, you can't work on the show or shadow her on the show without literally doing all the work that she does. So you won't know what to do <laughs> by the time you, you leave. And she she just welcomed me. I mean, I, and believe it or not, a friend of mine was a sound guy on that show, and he told me how cool she was. He was like, come on, the, come on this show as an extra. And I'm going to introduce you to her. And then from there, I met her and my crazy self. I'm, you know, I don't mind asking, but you, it's a way you do things. Cause a lot of people be mm-hmm. asking people stuff, they don't need to be asking them. But I, I, you know, just showed what kind of person I was, whether I had my reel. And I just asked her if she would take a look at it and give me her opinion. And from there, she was like, oh, you're talented. You're going to shadow me. Wow. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, okay. you know, that, now, that's cool. Now, now. Yeah. Was there any money attached to the shadowing? No. <laughs> shadowing. You know, I, I, I ask you that for a reason because everybody wants to get paid at the outset nowadays. Nobody wants to put that work in, and a lot of times there is no money. But your dream has to be activated before the money will activate. 
But well, you know what I feel though, Rodney, is if I had to do it over, I mean, I don't mind paying them for the experience exactly. that I got. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like Chip, ask Chip. I, she would have her her uh, caramel macchiatos from Starbucks every day that I work with her. I would bring desserts to the sets of uh, How I Met Your Mother just to pay back something because I feel like I owe you money for the teaching that you're giving me, from the experiences that you're giving me. You know, so me getting paid, I couldn't accept money <laughs> because it, wow. they paid me way more than I, I could even afford to pay them. You know, so it. it People have to know that when you really want to learn, if you for real want to learn, you should try to get underneath as many people who are doing exactly what you want to do. Like I have a, you know, a nonprofit organization for uh, teen girls and they call La Princesses. And I teach them our model is don't just be a, a mentee, be a mentor. So I teach them to even the, their their younger girls, you know, to mentor you know, the little ones and tell the little ones to mentor somebody younger than you. But you have to understand that, you know, in order to get ahead in life, you can't figure this out for yourself. And most of this stuff ain't in a book and it ain't at school. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. wow. you, you have to figure out how to get those experiences. And I was just a person who, you know, I believe, and I I believe then, and I really they didn't mess up, Rodney. They didn't let me see I can do this. I'm about to be Uh-oh. a beast on them now. <laughs> I already know. <laughs> speak to speak to this because you know this business we're in is a male dominated business. Uh, speak to navigating the business as a woman and, and what 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 that is for you. Um, some of the ups and downs. Okay, let me tell you this, and this is something a friend of mine gave me while I was in post-production on Seasons of Love. Gave me the the DGA uh, magazine, which is the Directors Guild of America, the magazine, and it had a pie chart on the front of the magazine, and it showed all of the different women who were working in the industry. African-American females is less than 1%. That means I don't exist. (laughs) That means they are working right now on TV in the, in 2014 that there are not very many African American females um working but there are some you know there are some that are working um but they don't even give us credit for the ones that are working which is funny to me but uh um it's it's really um it's definitely not easy because as as a woman you know most times you're dealing with a male dominated field and, you know, Magic Johnson also was one of my, my mentors along the way. And he told me early on when I first – I worked for Magic Hallway Pictures when he had his film division. And yeah. he told me yeah. along the way, he said, you have to know that when you're working in this industry, that as a woman, men want to know who you are right away. You need to to show who you are right away. Are you the chick on the side? Are you the groupie girl? Are you, you know, a wifey type? Or are you right. a businesswoman? Who are you? And you need who to prove you? that quickly, like within the first 10 minutes of meeting somebody. You need to prove mm. it. And so wow. I started learning how to present myself, you know, um, and how to get into a room. And a lot of people will think because of a look, because I'm, I'm 5'11", you know, I'm really tall. I modeled and did acting for a long time. And, you know, but I'm way more than a look. And I do know looks change. And so if you ain't got nothing else to yourself besides right. a look, you're going to be that girl who used to look cute and ain't got, <laughs> ain't got nothing going on for yourself. Right. So... But it's definitely it, – it's all doable, though. 
And I can tell you, Keenan Ivory Wayans told me um, when I went to the American Black Film Festival in Miami two years ago, he, I, I, I cannot believe this even happened. I'm sitting with Keenan Ivory Wayans, Robert Townsend, and Bill Duke. Wow. wow. I'm like, how the heck this happened, <laughs> right? And so I'm sitting there with them at a really nice restaurant eating good food, and I'm I'm kind of just being a fly on the wall because I'm just taking in all this wisdom and this knowledge that they're telling me. And they, but Keenan Ivory turns to me and say says, "Do you understand what time it is right now?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" He was like, "This is the time of the black woman. You guys, when it comes down to the industry, nobody's catering to you. There's there's a big niche audience that don't get catered towards, and it, that's why you see like the game was is very was successful because uh-huh. it started catering to us. And he was like, "It is your time. Our time is pretty much past." He was like, "The black men, we, we gonna get ours or whatever. We already kind of established ourselves, but it's you guys' time. And as a producer, as a director, what you gonna do about it?" Wow. I was like, uh, "Okay, <laughs> you know." And I, t- I took it to heart. I took it to heart, and I believe what he said, and I started studying the the industry. I started studying the market. You know, I started seeing, because even having this project go to Lifetime, I knew exactly where I needed to go. I mean, even though I did pitch in a lot of different other places, I knew mm-hmm. Lifetime was the home for this particular exactly. project. Because, because I watched their network. I said, oh, Still Magnolia, the black version, was the highest rated show that Lifetime has ever had. Hmm. Wow. Then I started looking at their roster. Then they have all these urban and black movies or whatever. But the thing about me is I'm not a black filmmaker. I'm not a I'm a movie maker. I'm a filmmaker. And my movie yes. is not for just black people. It's a very, very diverse cast and it's really not just a, a black experience. It is a people experience. Not that I won't make movies that, you know, deal with the black experience because I have that experience. But right. this particular project is a people experience. I don't. I mean, we all experience love. So, <clears throat> but that's 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 where I well, how I I go about things, Rodney. Is I just you know look at what it is, and and I believe for real that there's nothing I can't do. Come <laughs> I on, believe that. Princess Monique. <laughs> hey, hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. We're talking to powerful women doing powerful things today. Princess Monique, director of Seasons of Love, premieres on Lifetime Sunday, November twenty third, twenty fourteen. Um, you know, you know what I want to I want to ask you uh, finally is this: um, when you're producing a film, when you're putting together a movie, I know you have to have your team. You have to have the people that you've come across in your journey that you go, "Hey, I'm going to need you." Who are those people, and how did you put it, put that team together? Um, well, another executive producer on Seasons of Love is Vincent Cerizion. He manages Halle Berry. He manages Taraji. He manages me. Um, and I knew he had dibble, he kind of dabbled in um, producing. He produced Lackawanna Blues and the Dorothy mm. Dandridge story. Incredible, um, incredible movie, Lackawanna Blues. I exactly. love that movie. It, oh God, it was great. <laughs> but um, he was somebody who, and I just told this story the other day, but I would try to do the, 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 the short version, which is being in Cleveland, I met Holly Berry. She went to my high school, and she came. This was back when she had cute hairstyle. She came back, and she talked about her experience and everything and who her manager was. So when I decided to move to L.A., I'm like, I'm going to move to L.A., and I'm going to find Vincent Cerithion because he manages Holly, and she's from Cleveland. <laughs> and so... <laughs> 
You're welcome. Thank you. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. Today's show, Powerful Women Doing Powerful Things. Uh, my next guest has my vote for the 2015 Top Atlanta Women to Watch. Voting ends December 20th. It's BossNewsMagazine.com. Go on the website and give this lady your vote. Her name is Stacey J. I'm going to bring her on. But before I bring on, I got to dedicate a song to her because she she on fire. The girl is on fire. She's just a girl and she's on fire. Hotter than a fantasy. Lonely like a highway. She's living in a world and it's on fire. Filled with catastrophe. She can fly away
<laughs> hey y'all, it's your boy Roddy Perry. You're tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. Um, before I bring my friend Stacy J on, I have to take this call. Um, Miss Woody, you're on live with Rodney Perry. Well, hello there, Rodney. I wasn't expecting you guys to take the call, but thank you. I am so, so loving your show. I, I try to catch it every chance I get, and I just happen to check my email. Say, oh, today Monday. Let me check out Rodney. And you wow. just happen to be talking about a topic that's dear to me because I am working on something that is out of this world. But I, I am so, so loving your show. And uh, I'm just thankful you guys, you know, take the time out to uh, say hello to me. <laughs> well, you know, the show is about powerful women doing powerful things. Give us a real quick, what you got going on, Miss Woody? I am actually trying to break the Guinness Book World Record. And for my finale of the event, I'm trying to honor comedian activist Dick Gregory. I've been trying okay. to, to pull this off for years. And I'm also... What's the world record you're breaking? The world record is the largest comedy audience of mass participation. And the way I'm doing it, we're actually going to be in position to set more records from what I'm doing. We're collaborating with comedy promoters across the United States in an attempt to bring everybody an opportunity to make money and piggyback off of each other and network and connect with other projects that each person is doing. I'm writing a comedy movie about my life story. It's about the postal <laughs> service, <laughs> uh -oh. and it's called uh -oh. Certified Crazy. And uh, with that, yeah, it's it's just so much to, to talk to you about. Hopefully I'll get a chance to be a guest on the show to give you more information. But yes, we're trying to create this comedy movement and get more comedians on board so everybody can have an opportunity to uh, keep their dreams going. Keep chasing their their uh, dreams. What's your What's your social media before I let you go? Uh, I'm either motivational comedian Miss Woody or just comedian Miss Woody. You can find me at um, Midwest Show Me Funny Entertainment, and we're doing it. We're coming together. It's a slow process, it. but it is happening. I love it. I love it. Thank you for the call, Miss Woody. Powerful women doing oh, powerful thank things. You. That is Miss Woody. Y'all can check her out. She's doing her thing. Um, welcome to the show. My homegirl will drop a hot 16 on you if you ask her, if you put a <laughs> mic in her face. <laughs> um, and just an awesome human being. Uh, I met this lady, you know, in and around Atlanta. Uh, I was aware of her um, because I knew about her work um, with um, oh, my, man, my, my brain just went blank. With her it's sister. Like with Lisa Ray McCoy. And and um I so I was kind of a fly on the wall kind of watching her. So Stacy, first of all, congratulations in advance. 2015 top ATL women to watch. You you are one of those people that people are already watching. Like what's it like for you to come to this town and really take it by storm? Well, you know, it's to me, it's very humbling to be nominated, that's first off. But when I came, I didn't really have an agenda, um, but my life turned around like when I was searching, like what am I supposed to do? That's mm -hmm. when I began to put the pieces together and get out here and network and just kind of just be driven by God. And so I've only been here five years and I'm looking at the traction that I've made, and mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm really, I'm, I'm amazed, but I'm not surprised at me because I'm a, 
I'm a hustler. I'm a go-getter. But because I've worked behind the scenes so long with Lisa Ray and Brad and stuff like that, I was comfortable there. I mean, that was fine. My lifestyle management company, we help take care of people like yourself that need that extra help so you can do what Mm. you need to do. But then once I started saying, God, what is my purpose, it it turned into something different which was inspiring and, and, and building my brand and kind of coming fr- in the forefront from behind the scenes. So yeah. it's just been an amazing journey. Now, let me ask you this, Stacy, because I had this conversation with a friend of mine the other day. I think before you can lead, you have to be willing to put yourself in some sort of service mode. You mm-hmm. did your service, um, whether it be for the Brad or whether it be Felisa Ray, you did your service, or Selena, you did mm-hmm. your service. How did that service prepare you for leading your own way now? You're absolutely right about, you know, being a servant to someone else. And it's not necessarily, you know, some people try to look at personal assistants and put them in a grunt position, like you're a grunt worker. But actually, I knew when I started working with them is that this was my own business. You were my client. I never looked at it so much as I'm working for you. We're working together. And so it helped me instill the traits that I have now of being more of a boss. Because boss to me is just not, you know, you look at it as someone that owns a business, but it puts you in a position where you're able to guide and teach other people as well. So working with Lisa Ray, you know, just being family, it was still rough. You know what I mean? Mm. I still got dealt with like I was, you know, like we worked with each other. It wasn't family where I got leeway. I mean, it was fun. But, you know, one time I, I, her glasses got, you know, misplaced at the House of Blues, and we went right over to the store to buy her some more Chanel for, like, 450 So I was kind of wow. like, oh, out of my money? You know, but it helped. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like, are you serious? You know we fam, you know. But yeah. it did help create that responsibility that if it's family or whoever it is, you want to take pride in what you do. So working with her and working with Selena, you know, it, it just was – an amazing experience and helped me become who I am today. So I believe all those those clients helped build me to where I am and to, you know, be able to be recognized as a boss. Uh, I, I love your moniker, socially inspired, service-driven. Um, what is socially inspiring about Stacey J? You know, I love people, and I've always, and I had to look back, you know, from just even being a little girl. I was always a little girl. Like, my my friends come over. Can they spend the night? I want to do this. Come on, let's do this. And even with Lisa Ray and I, we just used to always, if it was hair, makeup, whatever it was, we were surrounded around people. And so as an adult, I have that same attitude. I love people. And I don't believe that you really meet strangers. I believe God has appointments for us when we meet mm. people and talk with them. Wow. So whatever I do now, um, I try to make everything social. So if, when I do events, you'll always probably see social in my event, the social ship when I did that cruise or mm-hmm. the uh, breast cancer social because – it's a party, but I want people to understand we're here to be social. We're here to kind of network and get to know each other. And if people are uh, shy or afraid, I, I feel like this, though. If you're trying to be a business, you can't be shy or you need a spokesperson. You can't be shy. You can't. You be can't. Shy. You gotta, how are you going to sell yourself or your product or your service if you're not outspoken? But what I do at my events I'll take somebody else. Hey, Rodney, this is such and so. They do production and, and such and so. This I'll introduce people because there are people that are not you know, just easily that can go up to someone and talk. I talk to everybody. I right. mean, 
everybody, moms, whatever, because everybody has a story. You don't know what you may say to that person that might make them feel like, oh, my God, you saved my life. I've gotten some of the most greatest inboxes of people I don't even know thanking me for something. I'm like, what are you talking about? But I know I'm when I When I do that, yeah. (laughs) Right, like, oh, I helped your daughter. What? Okay, then. Like, I'm like, okay, so that's the confirmation for me that I'm moving in the right direction. Yeah. Let me ask you a, a similar question that I asked uh, Princess Monique in terms of navigating this business as a woman. I mean, what are some of the ups and downs? I mean, do people take you seriously? Do people not take you seriously? Are are you um are you um underestimated at all? And is that a good thing? Mhm. Um being underestimated that's good because then it's like you'll never see me coming. You know, right. I, I I like that idea. But here's the thing that I find that's a challenge as a woman in business, dealing with men, not all men, some men. If, mm-hmm. You know, you have men that want to meet, and, you know, it's a good synergy going on. Then later on when you make the follow-up call or something, it's like, when can I take you to dinner? And it's like, well, mm-hmm. are we signing a contract over dinner or what? You know, so it becomes a challenge because there's that, I'm attracted to you type of thing and I'm about my business. Let's 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 do this business first and if it if God wants this to turn into a team effort, then let's let's visit that later. But dealing with men sometimes is a challenge. Even dealing with women is a challenge too because we have that competition type of mentality instead of working mm-hmm. together. Now everybody is not meant to work together and that's fine, but think about how much further we could be, if I'm an event planner, you're a publicist, or you're a comedian, I'm an event planner, and I can book you, and I, you know, with me getting you business, and I'm making money, so there's a way for us all to collaborate and do that, but a lot of people don't, because if you do something similar, it's like, oh, well, I'll do event planning, she do event planning, she's going to take my cl- customers. What's for you is for you. I strongly believe that. Right. So the challenges of working together with women and men can be um it could just be a challenge, but I've met so many amazing people here, and I'm from the shy. I know you're from the shy. Um, yeah. I find that if you can make it there, you can make it almost anywhere. I know, right? But, <laughs> yeah, you you know, we come out of there grinding real hard, but I try to embrace people, you know, make people feel comfortable, um, you know, because people have been through bad experiences with other people. I had a bad business partner before that I was like, she's a lifetime story. Let's get Princess on the phone and get this girl a deal. But... <laughs> I, I, I'm saying is that I've had that, but I don't let that hinder me from maybe and doing a little more research before I partner up with somebody else because I can't do this by myself. I can't. That, that's, a, that's a great place to be right now because my next question is about your team. And, you know, also not only your team, but who's now doing for you what you did for your clients for years, who 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 helped? Who's who's in the service mode in your world? Well, my team is real, real, real small, and I named two people for you: my sister Yvette and my publicist Lisa G. Those okay. are that's my team right now, and I'm okay with it being small. I'm okay with boutiqueish style companies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if God wants me to blow up, that's fine. But right now, let's start small. So Lisa G has been very, I mean, adamant. She believes in me. Like Princess was saying, when you have someone that takes a chance and look at you and say, this girl got talent, she can do things, she can make money, I know what I'm dealing with. If they will ground with you when you have nothing, 
Mm-hmm. Then the possibilities is endless, and those are the type of people you want to have around. I have experienced also with people when they like, oh, you know Rodney or, you know, Lisa Ray, then it becomes a using. They want to use you for something. Mm-hmm. I'm okay mm-hmm. with being used. Don't misuse me. You know exactly. what I mean? Because we, we all need each other for something. So using, I'm, I'm okay with that, but don't misuse me. So my team is small, and I'm thankful for them, too, because they keep me on my feet and um, – Soon, you know, I'll have a, a little larger team because the business is going to grow um, yeah. and be everything that um, I want it to be. What, what's the criteria for, you know, joining Team Stacey J Entertainment? Like, you, what, 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 what does somebody have to have, they got to have, that you can't live without? They got to have passion and, and dedication. And when I say that, is this is another thing about a team. I understand that a team may not be with you for always. And I'm okay with that because I want you to grow. But if you mm-hmm. see an opportunity with me and you have talents and you can bring that to the table and we can grow as a, as a unit, then let's do that. But I'm okay with knowing people leave you because there's a season, you know, for everything. Mm-hmm. So I want somebody, the first criteria for me is you're passionate about what you do. You know, everybody does something. So if you're like, I do business cards. Yeah, I can do your business card. But that's all you do is you do business cards. You don't put any passion any effort into what you do, then I don't really want to do that with you because I run strictly off passion. And we know when you run off passion, it may not be the dollars behind it, but you still do it. So that's for me. I need you to be so engulfed in love with what you do that it, it will show in the work and it will produce what we need it to produce. Man, I, I love your energy. Your vibe is so infectious. Uh, just to be around you in public is always fun. Her website is StacyJENT.com. You can check her out on Twitty, Twitter. I'm sorry. I am <laughs> underscore Stacy J. That's S T A C E Y J. And the Instagram is Stacy J40. Man, Stace, this boss, um, uh, 2015 boss, top Atlanta uh, women to watch. Are you excited? I am very excited. Um, I, I, I'm in the process of working with a, a law of attraction coach, so I'm watching my words. But, however, I would say I'm humbled to be nominated because the young lady who owns the magazine, Tamara, we had met off of social media, and she wanted to just do an interview with me, and it never really happened because of our timing. And then once she started doing the nomination, she, you know, contacted me and said, you know, I want to nominate you as one of these women. And I'm like, me you know like you sometimes don't realize and you're like me so I was very excited about that there's 14 other phenomenal women um, in different areas of business that are being nominated as well and I feel like I'm a winner regardless so it's an it's really a great platform if nothing else to be able to share your story share your business and share your passion for what you do so the gala is actually December 4th and we'll find out who actually uh, wins because it's been a long time coming. I feel like I'm running for office, like for Congress or something like that. <laughs> no, so I'm like, right. I'm I'm ready. For, I'm ready. I'm ready. You know, so the the gala will be on the 4th. We'll find out. Either way, I'm celebrating. You know, I'm turning up for yeah, it. Yeah, it's so going down. It's going, it's going down. Win a, little, win a win, you know, or whatever. But yeah. um, it's just, it's just it's, it's, it makes you feel good for someone to see you. And my thing is, I really want people, as, and this is the honest truth, to see the God in me first because looks and all that, that fade, you know, you, you nice looking girl, whatever the situation may be, but I want to be known more than seen. 
and the known I want to be known for is what I do in my passion. Let me stop you, Stacey J, because only pretty women say that. I don't want to be known for my looks. (laughs) I have yet to hear an ugly woman say that. (laughs) No, I didn't say known for my looks. I said I'd just rather be known. Like, you know how you go, oh, Rodney Perry. Listen to me. Listen to me. me. Mm -hmm. I only beautiful women say don't. I don't want to be known for my looks. Oh. <laughs> I bet it's an ugly girl somewhere going. I wish I was pretty. Uh, hello. <laughs> no. Now, now, speak to me about this, Stace, um, because I know you took what I like to call a leap of faith, and you know you were in corporate America, you know, grinding it out. What was what was the moment that made you go, man? I want to I want to work for myself. Ooh. Well, I tell you, I had my son at twenty, so that changes your life immediately and, and make you go, I got to get a job. Once I my first corporate job, I was all excited, like, yeah, I'm going for an executive assistant. Yeah, you know, I'm working, you know, American Express. I worked at. Oh wow! When I got there and just saw the politics and stuff, I was just like, I would never work for a job for 25 years and get a watch, maybe, or something like that. So I kind of knew instantly, but I didn't know what else I wanted to do. So you can't just be jumping out there like, I ain't working for corporate, but what I'm going to do? I don't know. So once I was in corporate, and then when Lisa Ray kind of Players Club came out, and then she did a calendar, and then I would start like kind of going with her some places over the weekends, and then she started paying me. And you know once you give a, a black woman some money, Mm. I was like, wait a minute. Wait, ain't, no these, <laughs> ain't no turning back. Ain't no turning back. I I could take these same services that I had in corporate and put them to use with a client because still you need administrative work. You got invoices going out. You got emails exactly. going out. You got meetings. You got all that. So I'm taking the same, you know, attributes and all that that I had in corporate and I started applying it to when I was with her. And from there I was like, you know what, I'm about to do some brochures. I'm going to do some business cards and I am open for business. And I sent over um, a message to a couple of the radio personalities in Chicago and said, hey, if you know somebody looking for a personal assistant, then give me a call. And sure enough, uh, Courtney from um, uh, 92.3, I think, out there called me and Mm -hmm. said, Selena Johnson is looking for an assistant. Now, let me give a little backstory real quick on that is she, Lisa Ray was a client, but it's still family. Now I'm dealing with someone that's not family. So it's like, okay. I got to come at this a different way. So I did a proposal telling her what I can do for her and what's the benefits of hiring me. So when I met with Selena, this is so funny. You know, Selena was like, you got a proposal? Oh, you sharp, huh? So she hired me instantly because my presentation game was on point. You know what I mean? You got to come in there confident because if you come in there and you're looking like, hey, Rodney, um, I was just wondering, do you need a personal thing? You're like, well, wait a minute. If you can't be out of eye contact, and confident with me, how you gonna handle my business? You gonna handle and my so business. from there, it was history. You couldn't tell me nothing. Wow, I, I love it, man. And people need to hear that. Our girls need to hear it. Um, and I, I'm, you know, you know, I'm a father of five girls, so I'm always looking for those powerful women, man. And you are definitely that. Um, so what, what's what's cracking, Stacy? What's next? Uh, other than the, you know the the big uh, win. Uh, on uh, top Atlanta women to watch. I'm all I'm all over the law of attraction myself. Uh, well, you know, of the lifestyle management company and event planning, I'm revamping that. Uh, we're okay. going for a different demographic now, um, so that's currently being revamped. 
Um, and then also I just was a part of a campaign. Uh, Tiffany Cambridge, uh, Gaines' um, kid's mother, has a uh, campaign yeah. called Be Amped. And uh, it's, 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 you know, campaigning for women to get checked for breast cancer. And breast cancer runs strongly in my family. So I'm a big advocate for that. And so I just did a PSA for them. Um, and then, you know, there's Stacey J, the social enthusiast. So the business side of lifestyle management and event planning, exactly what it is. The social enthusiast is more of the host, the social engager, you know, um, mm-hmm. the social event side, So, and my inspirational speaking. So there's a lot brewing, you know, in the flames for me. Um, I'm excited. My passion is the social enthusiast. My passion is my business, too, but I know that's the service that we're providing. But the social enthusiast is to change lives, to help women to connect to engage each other, to love each other, and to help each other because we don't really do it like we should. And I, I think if that's me pulling you to the side, like, girl, what's going on? Like, I'm in the grocery store making jokes with the people. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't know who's having a you know, day. You know what, those days, you could have been a comedian if you wanted to because you're silly. I am silly, but I, don't, I told you, remember the time I interviewed you when we took over Frank Skis? I just found that yeah. video. Did and you? I was, and I was saying that, I may not be stand-up funny, but I'm family reunion funny. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it takes a lot of talent, and people don't realize that, to stand up in front of a crowd, especially black folks, because we can be hard, um, and do what you do. So I, I, I tip my hat off to you for that. That, I wouldn't get up there. I'd be getting up there looking like, so how's everybody doing tonight? You know, right there, and I'm gone. You know what I'm saying? But I, I think that um, you have to be silly. you got to laugh. I like to laugh a lot. And I need you to bring back the, if, unless I'm missing it, the Rodney Perry comedy shows once a month. I need that in my life. You know what? Um, you're the second person this week, and it's Monday. You're the second person this week that said that to me. So, yeah. you know, Madeline, Madeline Smith has been on me to kind of maybe revisit that. So I, I, we, we might. We might at the beginning of the year. Yeah, you know how many people look forward to that? It was like Wednesdays at 7.30. I was there front row, and then, yeah. you know, that's how I got called out on the rap. But, you know, <laughs> it's all good. I have fun. I was like, ooh, and Lisa Ray like, go, go, go. I was like, you know what? But it's really healthy, and I think that's what helps us look, you know, younger and vibrant and, and, and just keep things going because you got to laugh because there's a bunch of stuff to cry about, but I don't really be wanting to cry too much. You know what I'm saying? No, I know you've been crying. She's a powerful yeah. woman doing powerful things. Uh, I can't thank you enough, Stacey J, for coming on the show. The website, Stacey J, E-N-T. Um, she is nominated for the 2015 Boss Top Atlanta Women to Watch Award. And uh, there's only three more days to vote. November 20th, only three more days to vote. Go to the website, put your vote in. The gala goes down December 4th. 2014, uh, right here in Atlanta, the top Atlanta women to watch. Um, I'm I'm a fan, man, and I'm I'm so glad you were able to come on today. Oh, I thank you so much for having me, and thank you for the support and the love and all that stuff. And I look forward to doing something with you in the future. Oh yeah, hey hey hey! Speaking of doing something uh, with Stacy J, uh, I know the fellas gonna be asking me: Is Stacy J single? Absolutely. Bring your A game. Bring your A game? Okay. Stacey J, what does <laughs> Stacey J, what's your top five, like, things you need in a guy? I need consistency. Um, wow. I need, wow. Un- I need Stop un- right there. Consist- Stop right there. Uh-huh. Stop right there. Consistency is the best word of all time. Because that's all I ask out of any human being. Be consistent. Yes. 
Yes, yes. And, I mean, the thing is, I'm not really on looks. I mean, of course somebody wants something attractive, but what I'm saying is looks fade, and I know my type. So I don't want to say he chocolate and six feet or light skin and short or whatever, because if I meet that guy and mm-hmm. I connect with him, that's who you are. But consistency, um, um, I want him to be have some spiritual uh, connection with God. He ain't got to be religious. I don't go to church every Sunday either, but I need you to know the Lord. I need us yeah. to be able to pray together to keep it going. Yeah. Um, I need him to be ambitious. Wow. And I got yeah. two more. I mean, don't hurt for me having a little change in his pocket, you know. <laughs> um <laughs> And um, I want him to value me because I'm going to value him. You know what I mean? Wow. You you got to give what you're, you're willing to receive. I mean, you know, I want to give him what I have to give, but I want to receive that too. So if you just want to, you know, you got the guys that just want to, you know, they just want to whatever. I don't, I don't really want him. I'm building an empire, and I want us to build it together, and I'm a supportive person. So I can get emotional too. Let me give – I don't want to give all perks now. I'm fun and all that, but I don't like BS. I don't have tolerance at this age for people that are not willing to understand who they are. You know what I'm saying? So if I think it's important to know what you, who you are, where you're headed, and um, and we can work it out. Wow, well said, Stacy J. This year's 2015 top Atlanta women to watch. I'll tell you what, I said it on the video I did. I've been watching Stacey J for a minute anyway, so she already a winner in my book. Thank you so much for coming on, sis. Thank you. Thank you, Rodney. I love it. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney okay. Perry. Tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. Incredible show today. Incredible show today. Um, powerful women doing powerful things, man. I'm I'm so glad um, Princess Monique was able to come on. You can check out her project. It's coming out this weekend go check go check it out on lifetime this weekend seasons of love and uh did i say that right uh, let me make sure i said that right this weekend uh, da, 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 da. seasons of love i did say it right okay seasons of love this weekend is going down it is definitely going down this weekend with her and you can vote for my friend stacy J as she is nominated for the 2015 boss top atlanta women to watch award Congratulations in advance to Stacey J. You guys have been incredible. Shouts out to all the powerful women doing powerful things in my life. You know who you are, and I already love you. My name is Rodney Perry. That's our show for today. Hey, uh, check this out as we uh, as we get out of here. Uh, this, I'm sending this out to all my independent women. Hang on, Tam. I'm coming to you next.